What's up everyone? Welcome to another episode of Grid Bros. We just got back from Silverstone. What a weekend. That Mate, was crazy. What a race. What a crazy, crazy race. There's so much to talk about this episode, so like bear with us if it goes up and down. Yeah, because I, f- I feel like we're still everywhere. Even just the thoughts of just being present at the race and everything. It's just everywhere right now because... It's it different. When you just watch a race on, on the TV, like, you know what you're going to talk about. You have, like, certain moments. But when you're there, you just, different. like, get lost in the moment and you're experiencing everything. Everything is just different. Cause I thought Barcelona was crazy, but Silverstone is a full-on... It's the festival. Barcelona was our first race, right, this year. We were lucky enough to go there. And... um yeah, it was very much Formula One weekend. It was all about Formula One, like you said. But Silverstone is crazy. Like, it starts from Wednesday. And I was yes. thinking, like, yeah, maybe you can miss... In Barcelona, you can miss Friday. You won't miss too much. Yeah. But in Silverstone, you need to be there every minute to get the full experience. Man, there's so much going on. It's huge. No, it's crazy. It was is, it is definitely worth it. Like, definitely yeah, worth 100%. it. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. If, if, I feel like this is the biggest race of the year. After being there, I feel like it doesn't get bigger than this. Yeah, and you know when you're looking at the calendar, we was always like overlooking Silverstone because it's the home race. It feels like it's in England and you're like, it doesn't feel like a big experience because we're not like travelling to go to a race. But yeah. boy, were we wrong. Yeah, this is, I think if a race you could choose to go to in the entire year, yeah, choose this. And choose this while Lewis is still here because the love for Lewis is crazy. Like, obviously I'm a Red Bull fan, but... Lewis is my guy now. I just love him. I even bought a Mercedes hat. The the atmosphere was just. I was cheering him on. There was one Everybody point. Everybody was. You you can't. No matter who you're supporting there when you're there, when Lewis drives past you, when Lewis is there, it just brings it out. Like yes, Lewis, we love you. Yeah, there <laughs> was so many moments. On. Yeah, where it was just all about Lewis. But I feel like it's because it's the home race, obviously for Lando, George, and Lewis. And is this the first time we've had three drivers at the same time? Yeah, and Albon as well. I'd say we can put Albon there. We can, but I think I felt like because of obviously the crashing because he was out the race. That's why we didn't experience that part so much. Yeah. But otherwise, for them three, definitely, obviously George was out as well. But we'll come to that in a second. But even like, and I know a lot of racers say like, "Oh, this is like a second home to me." But Carlos was in England for a long time with McLaren, and yeah. he actually said that. So it was like this is kind of like a home yeah. second home race for him as well. Definitely, yeah. So before we, I think we're gonna start end up going everywhere. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> structure this out for a second. Let's start from qualifying. Yeah, we'll start from qualifying. So we went on Saturday morning. Yes, we did obviously FP3 as well. Yeah. I feel like the practice was such a different experience to when qualifying is because practice, everybody just chilled out. It's just a practice. You're just enjoying seeing the cars driving past. You're just enjoying the cars. Yeah. Rather than what's anybody doing or what's happening. But if I was comparing it to Barcelona as well, like I feel like there was a lot more interest in practice here as well. Like anytime the cars are out, anyone's on that track, people are watching. Yeah, because it's like you experience, I think. At practice, you're just experiencing the cars and just taking it all in. Yeah. Because in qualifying, you're like, oh, yes, this is happening, that's happening. Who's taking the fastest lap? Who's doing Who's doing better? Who's doing not so good? Especially the Saturday we had where the weather was... It was literally like the rain came out a minute before qualifying started yes. and then went away as soon as qualifying finished. It literally came for that one hour. It was yeah. just like, yeah, I'm just going to wet up the track just for experience qualifying. This <laughs> just have this experience as well. But it does add to the experience though, because race was so much does. different because obviously it was warm and it was hot. Yeah. But qualifying, yes. Again, co- come back to qualifying. When the rain started, it depends on where you're sitting as well. That yeah, changes so the whole experience. Our seats were in Village B for anyone that yeah, knows. Yeah, and I was in Village see, A. Yeah, you can see the map if you want. That's, um, I think, just past turn two, three and four. 
Yeah, so you get 10, 2, 3, 4. And, and a bit of the DRS rate. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I didn't uh, I didn't see the DRS rate. I get turn two, three, and four as well. Yeah. But um, village A is not covered, and village B is covered. Yes. And do you know, because the seats are so raised up high, they're so high up, it's colder when you're in your seats than if you were downstairs. Just in the general no- admission. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And, but as soon as we came downstairs, the weather, it was just like, oh yeah, it's not even cold no more. But up there, it was so windy. It was raining and it was just freezing up there. And Village B was like, with the shelter, it was packed as well. So I thought so many more people, we might be warmer together. Nope. <laughs> That's what I tried doing. I tried pushing in tried to into the inner seas to be like, okay, might be a bit warm. It was not. It was just too cold. It made cold. no difference. Yeah. I'm just glad we didn't take shorts. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely worth it. But yeah. Talking about the uh, qualifying, qualifying, yes. Uh, on the track, do you know when you're going around? T- I felt like we had such a good spot because yeah, you if you're on the straight, if you're on the straight, you, they just zip past you, and that's that. Yeah, I think it's really good that we got to compare it to Barcelona as well because we were at um, the grandstand for Barcelona, right? And that you Which just was, witnessed the straight. Like, I love that still. That is probably the best seats in the house grandstand. Yeah, because you, you see, see the pit stops, you see everything stops, that's happening with the teams. You see the teams, you see everything going on, so that's good. But on the track. You just see them go past really quick. That's it. There's not much overtaking. Whereas like on the turns, they have to slow down, obviously. Yep. So you get to see a lot more of action. You do see a lot more. And also because it was raining you and they're coming so fast. And then as they're about to turn, you see the slips. Yeah. yeah. You see the little wobbles. Yeah, you see it. And where then the rear goes. Even when that happens, you're like, oh, is it about to just <laughs> spin They out correct control. it really quickly. And you they might do, not notice so that. It's so fast, yeah. Because it's the first one. Because it's the first turn is the fastest turn. Oh, obviously not turn one. I mean, when you're in the... From the village side of the seats. Yeah, that's so just, just after the pit Turn two exit. or three, just before, like, it's it's so crazy that just because they're stopping all of a sudden, it gives them that little slip and you're like, whoa, is it about to spin out? And then they go around and you then... You really it, get to it, see, like, when on, better, yeah. on Sky Sports, when they say, oh, he's just gone a bit wide and sometimes you miss it. But when you're there, you really see, like, a little bit wide makes a big difference. You really see them. And it's not just one car thing. All the cars, they, it's like they're coming in a row and then everybody knows that, okay, we've got to do that little slip. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens. <laughs> But yeah, that was, it was, mate, I'm just so like, excited. it's like, I'm trying to still wrap my head around the experience of like, that we actually wow. went, yeah, it I was still so can't crazy, it. yes. But yeah, um, to be honest, qualifying, it was good. Obviously the rain made it a lot different, but. I think that helped a lot because it made the drivers that are really good in the wet get a chance to finish higher on the grid. Like Lando, I think he's really good in the wet. So he had a really good qualifying. Same with, um. Carlos. Carlos. <laughs> I'm just so happy about that because a couple of episodes ago, I was like, obviously, I'm not going to go to every single race, but I'd love to be there for Carlos's first victory. And then also, yeah. I was at, obviously, George's as well. But George, because George was out of the race, but obviously, this was, we'll come back to this because I'm, it just adds that much more to the excitement and the experience, to be honest. I keep saying experience, it's literally, it is an experience that as a Formula One fan, once yeah, at least beats. you have to have this experience of Silverstone it's yeah it's crazy. not just about a live race before when we went Barcelona I thought a live race you need to go to a live race but Silverstone is like a whole nother level that is it yes should we move to race race day yeah, um, just about quality before we move on when Carlos got that pole like I know we were sitting in stands next to each other so we weren't right next to each other at that moment but as soon as it happened I was like no way. Are we actually going to be here for Carlos's like, first win? It's set on it. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, and I, I, what's, what hits you at that time is that, wow, this is, it's just, work. I thought George was going to win because obviously with Mercedes upgrades and everything, I was hoping they were really good, which they were. We'll come to that part as well. But when it's set in, 
I was just trying to take it in. I was like, oh my God, this is not about to, this is obviously you're excited about it, it's about to happen, but you're just shocked in a way that wow, this is not about to happen. Like I yeah. just I was wishing for this. But I didn't know it was gonna happen here, but it's about to happen, I guess. And that's another thing like again about Formula One that I love. Like, even though I'm a Red Bull fan, I love like seeing Carlos get pole. Like his first ever pole. I do too as well. I, just I like just, you just enjoy everyone's bit of success. Yeah, he's one of my favourite drivers, so yeah, I just love it when he's there and he's doing well. But yeah, do you know, also when we said at Barcelona, we obviously spoke of this in the last episode as well, where even though you're supporting the driver, you have your own team. And there's other teams that, not that you dislike him, but you don't, just trying to think of the right word. Not that you dislike them, but you don't like him as much. But when you're there in person, it changes so much. Oh, mate, literally, we'll talk about, yeah, we'll talk about it when we get into the race. But... You know Max had a little bit of trouble with his car. Oh, yes. I was thinking if I was watching this at home, maybe I might have been a bit less interested. But when you're there, you it just, just love... from the experience. Yeah, you just love like, seeing oh, all the other drivers. Well, so let me just back out of it because all the other drivers... But no, here. you see Lewis do it amazing and you love yeah. it. You see Carlos on pole and you just love it. <laughs> Even, I remember, obviously, I was there with my kids as well. So my kids, my son normally, he's like, oh, yes, Mercedes and Lewis. He's all about Massive that. Massive Lewis fan, yeah. At the race, he was like, yes, oh, Max is doing so well. Obviously, because it's at the race, he's watching the race. He was like, oh, wow, Ocon's doing good, Lando's doing good. He was just like, all of a sudden, he loves Lando. And you then, really get to appreciate yeah, cause you, everyone. And even after, he was like to me, Dad, I like all of the drivers now, and I like all of the teams. Obviously, Lewis is still my favourite, but I like all of them. Because at the end, I remember they were asking you, like, who's your favourite driver? And they yeah, were pushing you to one. give one name, and now look. <laughs> yeah, because obviously, <laughs> now my, kid, my kids know that. My son knows, my older son, he knows that. Obviously, I like Daniel Ricciardo, Carlos Sainz, and Peter Gasly. He was just like, choose one. Obviously, <laughs> I didn't choose one right there, because I just somehow distracted him. But <laughs> I tried to get you to choose one as well. But, but I'm still not sure. But obviously, I, I told him, obviously, right there, I, think I was so happy for Carlos Sainz. And of I course. think he's one of my favourite drivers. He's one of my favorite. I don't want to end that okay. right now. But, yeah, I think once I've met Daniel, it might be a different. I might, it might be different. But I think because I've met Carlos a couple of times, and it's just how they are with you. It's not yeah. even the, in the moment. Like sometimes you meet them for a second while they're just walking off and it's a photo and stuff. But it's just how Carlos was and it just makes you appreciate him so much more and just like them so much more in a way that, oh yeah, he had time for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel moment. like that's a very Formula One thing. That is, yeah. yeah. And yeah. So moving on to race day. So yeah, we'll get on to the race now. Yeah. So we drove there and drove back, obviously. Yeah. So it was quite a long drive. First day, I think I remember Saturday driving there, everyone in the car was excited. Sunday coming, Saturday night coming back, they were asleep. It was just me driving. Sunday morning, yeah, they were just like, we're going to rest. You can drive. But then when we got there, we got there quite early, I would say. We thought we got there quite early, but when I got in, I did not think we got there early. It was still I packed. Thought, we got there about 10.30. We got there about 10.30, but when yeah. we got into the, when we actually got into the circuit, I thought, whoa, we're late. We're also, that's another thing. Like A lot of people were telling me the traffic is really bad. Like Make sure you leave early. But we didn't find it's that much traffic. Take, yeah, they said the journey is about two hours for us. And then when you get there, the queue to get in is about an hour and a half. That's what someone told me. But thankfully, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, our queue was on. You know when it was really well organised, especially if you book a car park at Silverstone. When you book your tickets, get that car park spot. It's yeah. so close. Try to not to get the one on camping site because that's the one we got. <laughs> it's a long walk. So that's not the official Silverstone one. That yeah. was the Dartmoor or... Dadford Road. Dadford Road. Yeah, Dadford. Yeah, that's after um, camping Dadford. site. Yeah, 
So that's where they've got caravans. It is good. If you can't find any other one, you can get that one, but it's a long walk from there. The walk there is more tiring than, and back is more tiring. It was still shorter than the Barcelona walks that we had to do for the station and stuff. That was different. But yeah, it is a long walk. But obviously everyone's walking with you, so it doesn't feel too bad. Unless you've got young children, then I guess... Yeah, I think mine was worse because I had kids with me, so I didn't like that walk. The kids didn't like it. They were just tired while getting there. Like, pick me up. I was like, I can't do that right now. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, I haven't looked online yet, but I think when you book your tickets, you can get the car park spot as well. Also, even, if you, even if you haven't booked your car park, when you're actually driving there to the circuit, it's like on the way, closer to the circuit, there's loads of cars that you just pay on the day and just go park in. That's what yes, I did on Saturday. Yes, I think which Silverstone was... Golf Club apparently does that as well, but you'd have to check into that and see. Yeah, because I think on Saturday when I parked my car, it was literally like a five minute walk. And that was just good. But then the next day when you said, okay, the camping site is there, I was like, okay, it might be a bit better, but that was just the worst thing to do. <laughs> you live and you learn. <laughs> yeah, not doing that next time. I'll park where I need to park or where I can find it. You go park where you want to park. Yeah, so that was the morning, a long yeah. walk. Yes. But when we got in, like you forget all about that. You just like get soaked up in the atmosphere. Yeah. You look around, you see all of those yellow hats and yellow Mercedes shirts everywhere. And you just have to join them. You can't avoid it. You just got to <laughs> jump in and be one of the Lewis fans. And then... When you get a map, you see on there, it's got itinerary for each day. So there's so much going on in between the races. Like for Barcelona, I think we did the pit stop challenge and that kind of fan zone stuff. And it was, we thought that was really good. Yeah, but Barcelona fan zone was really smaller. It was, just, it was yeah. Even though it was big, but it felt smaller compared to this now. It felt like there was three, four things to do. Like yeah. the esports, the pit stop, there's food. Yeah. That's all I can remember really. But this one, there was so much going on. There were so many different food places. That's one thing I was worried about. I was like, what if there's not stuff enough. that I like or there's not enough or there's queues? But there's so many. If like there's a long queue in one, you just go to the next one. You get something. They'll have queues though. Yeah, exactly. But they do move pretty quick as well. Um, yeah, so then when you see the itinerary, you know when you want to be in your seat. So they had a classic car show where all the drivers went around in their old classic cars. That oh, yes. was on that. That was nice. Um, there was the Red Arrows as well. They do a show because obviously we're in England. Oh yeah, um, I missed that part because I was I was actually in the fan zone at that time. Oh really? But you <laughs> yeah. took a really good video of it. So. I did. Yeah, I saw it at the end because I missed all of the like when the planes were going uh, around. Yeah, just they were everything. doing all of their formations and everything, yeah. and it was so good. They were like driving, pl- flying, sorry, towards each other as if they were going to crash, and they just miss each other like three or four times. But they, I can only imagine how much practice that takes. Yeah, professionals, trained yeah, professionals. That's exactly. what I keep saying to everybody. Like, <laughs> they're trained professionals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was ridiculous. That was really fun to get you warmed up and like into the mood and atmosphere and stuff. That was just before the race. Yeah, that was just before the race. And then the formation lap started and that's when you really like everyone say Before the formation seats. lap, even though that the uh, air show was there, this formula, there's literally, even though you, the earlier you get there, the more you get to watch, yeah, the yeah, more yeah. other cars you get to watch as well. Because it wasn't just Formula One cars, yeah. was it? it was like rally cars. Yeah, it was, and everything, and even in between, they ha- do you know when the fans get like an experience of the track? Oh yeah, was that when the Paddock the- Club. And yeah, so it was the Mercedes, uh, it was just thing, uh, a fan and a driver, uh, that's what I'm talking about, and there was loads of McLarens going past. Oh wow. Actually McLarens, the sports cars. Oh wow, I, d- I don't think I saw that bit. I think that's when you went to the... Um, I went to get a radio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and but yeah, I definitely recommend as well. The radios are so useful. Yeah, I didn't have the radio, and obviously, I missed out a lot of what's been happening. But also, I didn't watch the race back because I want to come at it from the point of view what I remember from the race from and what live. I know off the race. Because live is really different to the, all the information you get as well. Yeah, Where, as watching at home or with the radio is fully, it's completely different. Yeah, 
But yeah, okay, um, we'll come to the race now. Yeah, start so the race. Start my the race. seats at the race was just at the farm curve. Yeah. So you see the first turn, and then you see the second and the third a little bit. And the pit exit as well, right? You see the pit exit, yeah. yeah. Pit exit, first turn, pit exit, turn two, a little bit after turn three, I think. I don't remember that part because I, I didn't look at that side so much, I think. No, I think that would have been blocked off. Yeah. I think. But yeah, and you was again in Village B. Yeah, Village B the with the turn two, three, Yeah, and four. so I saw the whole turn. Got a lot of good yeah. videos there. And just want to talk about the start of the race, how it feels when you're there. Obviously, the crash. Okay, so you're, you saw the crash more than me. For I me, saw the crash in front of me, as in to my right, when it happens. Yeah, so my reaction was, or everyone in our stand as well, was turn one, we didn't see. We just about saw a bit of the curve, the farm curve. And that's when we start to see our action when they've just done the farm curve. So that's when Lewis had an amazing start and he got up to P3. So everyone was cheering like crazy. Yeah. So all around our turns, two, three, four. And then just at the DRS line, he slowed down. And I panicked and I thought, something, like, something wrong with his car. Because I was obviously, I'm only looking at Lewis's car. Because yeah. there's all of the cars are together at um, the start, right? But I'm just concentrating on Lewis because I really want him to do well. By this time, I'm a full-on Hamilton fan. <laughs> so I see him at P3. I think, I can't remember who he's taken. I think he took Checo or someone. And um, he just gets to that line and he slows down and I panicked. And I was like, no, please don't tell me he's DNF'd or something's wrong with the car. And then I see to, I look to the right slightly and they have little screens around the track where they flash when it's um, a the lights, white flag, the flag or yellow flag or something. And I see red flags flashing. And then everyone realizes something's gone wrong. Like everyone stopped. And I think the reason you missed the crash part is because even though there's massive screens there to watch the race on, yeah, you're still trying to catch the cars in front of you. Yeah, of course. That's the first thing you well, want to see. At turn, uh, turn one, all, when I saw it, when I realised there's a crash, is when the smoke goes up. Smoke, there was loads of smoke and just... When, yeah, when they're going to the gravel. Yeah. when they, No, just before that as well. With the, co- the smoke from the cars. Oh, from the lockups. Yeah, from the lockups and from the cars. And there was smoke there. And then all of a sudden you see all of this dust flying up. At first, it didn't look like this. It's, it just felt like, okay, all the cars have just stopped on the track. I did not realise that Hugh has actually gone into the barriers and just, it's been that the big. The way he has as well. Yeah. Literally, it looked like, okay, you could see the uh, George's car there. George parked up. Obviously, he parked up. That What I could see was where George is parked up and obviously Alex is behind him as well. Uh, it felt like uh, an Alpine was there as well because there's three cars there. I couldn't make out what the third car was at that time because yeah. you're just trying to see take everything in at that time. You're like, what's happened to George's car? All I could see was a left rear tyre on George's car that was punctured. Yeah. And you could see Alex's car, obviously the Williams, with damage. And yeah, Al- so the Alpine Alvin's was just parked was up. Just behind. And Alvin's the Alpine looked like it was just parked up. And then all of a sudden you realise when you look at the screen what's happened. They didn't replay it that many times, but just once when the point you see all that dust and everybody, all the marshals and the ambulances just pulling out. Yeah, I think they took like five, ten minutes before they showed anything on the screen. Yeah, they didn't. Everybody was, that around was a me was, bad crash. Everyone and, around me was trying to search on Twitter or something to see something, but there was no footage of anything. Yeah, Rightly they, so, because at that point we did not know what yeah. the damage was everyone was just stood up the whole time it just went quiet yeah it was so quiet that you could literally you, you, you it felt like you can tell that something serious has happened yeah that's how serious it felt yeah because you could see the helicopters coming in yeah and everything and then when the ambulance park up as well obviously obviously george was already uh there with um next to the uh, for a male and they go to uh, 
it looked like as though to me it looked like okay Alex has had it worse and that's why they run uh, some of the marshals and obviously the Amazons have run there yeah so then, Alex was slightly behind and he got hit from behind and went into a barrier and spun out and then he got think, hit two more times it was from yeah, two both more sides times, I think yes. Yuki and I don't remember who else. it was exactly yeah, but when I see I've seen the replays oh, I don't remember exactly who hit him the other two but it's, you, you're so close you're bound to get hit like that it's a miracle not if, everyone yeah not ev- yeah. the whole all the cards didn't just t- get yeah. touched and everybody just something happened but which shows like their reactions are really quick like those kind of things yeah. they're going that fast they need to be proper yeah, on it to, to be, yeah. miss those kind of accidents but yeah and then um, it was just a red flags and then after when they showed the replay even on the screens they didn't show it that much I think they only showed it once I missed yeah. it on the screen as well, but everyone around, because people miss it. I think they showed it, yeah, once, but then everyone had it by then. On yeah, people phones. miss it, and then people just had, everyone had their phones out, and everybody just looking at it, and then everyone's just trying to show each other, this will happen, this will happen. Yeah. But when you see it in person, I feel like, if you feel it in your heart, like, oh my God, what's just happened? Yeah. I feel like, you're, you're obviously hoping that the driver's fine, but because it was there for so long, like, literally everybody just stopped and everything, and... The, t- the trucks are coming in to lift the car up and everything that's happening but obviously they, they took the drivers over into the ambulances obviously the uh, they took Alex and Hugh in yeah. the ambulances obviously they don't show that on the screen and everything because they did say that, did they announce it that they don't, they're not going to be showing that part no I don't think they announced no, it because even when they took the drivers even though people do try taking videos and stuff they do cover the drivers up with blankets or just yeah it's not sheets. really something yeah, you want to be filming or yeah, taking pictures but of. a lot of people uh, I don't understand even that. when the crash happened you know people I don't it's everyone to, to each their own but everyone runs to even film that part because you can see obviously you want to see the crash again I've seen everywhere on Instagram and everywhere online the crash the flipping of the car and just sliding in the view so the view stand is the just had, at the end of turn one yeah and it's called the view because you see the last turn yeah the whole straight where obviously the pit stops are, you don't see the pit lane but you see the straight the and then the turn straight. one the Hamilton straight, yeah, and yeah. you see turn one. Yeah, and then obviously that's why it's the so view. So I saw some videos from there. It, that's the thought, videos everybody's got. Yeah, I was thinking if I was sitting there, I don't know if I would have been able to like carry on watching the rest of the race. Like that was really that was because like, I remember I've seen the videos of that like, when there's people they're just trying to cut with their kids or just people running back, but yeah, some yeah, people yeah. running forward to actually catch the whole thing. Yeah, no, that was they scary. Have, but I guess at the end of the day, you do want to see that video, but then. You want to know like what you're happened, just hoping that oh wow like what's just happened. I think you do, you want to see it knowing that he's okay. Yeah. It's different when you know he's it's, okay. That it afterwards is fine, but yeah. But then imagine if you don't see after, people would say oh no, we took a video of it. So yeah. you kind of criticize the person either way. It's like oh why yeah. didn't you take it? You could have. Or somebody will always say somebody will always say that oh yeah I took a video of it and then either you're gonna get criticized or you're not. Leave it to Sky Sports. But yeah, and that's it. That's that. But yeah, well, and then. Obviously, they took all the cars up and then they come clean that part Yeah, so up. that was crazy. So that, they took Ju's car, Albon's car. They took George's they car, took George as well, car as well, unfortunately. Yeah, because was... what, what George, obviously, you hear that afterwards when George's, George was giving his interview as to what happened. Cause to, which was amazing. We commend George as well for that. Yeah, to, look, to the eye, it just looked like he had a puncture, which he said he did only had a puncture. There was no other damage. So what he'd done, obviously, because he'd gone to check on Ju. Yeah. And he told, he said he told the marshals, don't touch my car. Or, don't yeah, let and then he went to the team to see what, because he, he's not able to start the car. Yeah. So he went to the team and he told the marshal, don't let, don't touch my car, don't lift it up. But when he said, bit. like, he wasn't able to touch, to start the car, I think that's, 
he was saying like they didn't let him back in to try to start the car. Not that he couldn't physically start. Oh, is it? Him. I yeah. assumed that it was because of that. That's what I thought as well. But when I watched back his interview, I think it was like they didn't let him start the car. Okay. Not he couldn't start it. They didn't let him, and they'd already taken it. Because by the time he got back, you see him standing there, but the marshals already are. There's like three or four marshals near the car, and then it's just pick it up on the flatbed, and he has to get on it and just go. Yeah, which was a big shame because yeah. the Mercedes. Did upgrades. really well with the upgrades. Cause yeah, the upgrades were looking good. Yeah, because Lewis finished on the podium, obviously third position. Yeah. Which was really good. Like, which that is it looked like of, he could have done a lot more even. He could have, yeah. But yeah. that is because of the Mercedes upgrades. Yeah. So that shows Mercedes upgrades are about to... Are bringing them back into the fight. And that's what everybody wanted to see. Because this race, it wasn't just, oh, Ferrari, Red Bull and Mercedes. Oh, they've done really good. If you go down the middle as well, in the midfield... It's like, well, everyone's doing really good. Everyone's picking up, yeah. And I'm not sure if it's just the track. The track is that good that it just brings out the best of the cars. Or just the cars are doing that well. But that's what you kind of want to see everywhere is in all most of the races. You don't want it just to be the same three teams just doing that well. And okay, their driver's finishing in the top six or the top eight. But yeah, even like the Alpine. Yeah, because that's like, because that's back to back top three team podiums. It yeah. was like Ferrari, Red Bull and Mercedes last race. And it was same again this race. Right. Different drivers, but all three teams are up on that podium. And that's what yeah. we wanted to see for a long yeah. time. I know like fans will obviously want one twos, but I like seeing all three up there. Yeah, because it shows you that it's a battle between a three, closer, and three shows... teams and three different drivers rather than oh, just the two drivers from the t- same team. Sometimes it comes down to a team yeah. call as well. But you want it to be three different teams, three different drivers just competing for that top so spot. So the regulations then... could be working. 2022 is bringing the pack a lot closer together. Which, yeah, we love that. Talking about the podium. Yeah. The atmosphere. We did mention this at the start as well, but... But yeah, the Lewis atmosphere is, is crazy. unmatched. Yeah. Like, I'm guessing probably the race in Holland for Max will be similar, but... This one was incredible. I can't imagine anything like this. Like, I know there's yeah. so many. Even Lando got a lot of love, obviously. But the way Lewis was driving and obviously in a car, finally, that's able to match the Ferraris and Red Bulls in front of him because he was battling them for a long time, especially after the safety car near the end oh, yeah. that came out. So before that, when um, Lewis was way out ahead and Charles was stuck behind Carlos, that's when I thought, it was like a 17 second gap. It was, but then and and you always have that in the back of your head. That, that's a pit stop. Yeah, that's a pit stop. So it's like, this could actually, he could pit and come out in front of them and then this could be Lewis's race. But I think that's when Ferrari decided, well, we've waited, we've let Charles stay behind Carlos this long. We're going to miss the window, switch positions. So they switched positions. Um, he closed the gap a little bit. Lewis pit, had a slow pit, let him down four and a half seconds, I think, which was really Because even then, at the pit stop, when you see the replays, he got dropped halfway. Yeah. One side dropped him and then the other side dropped him late. Yeah. I guess that is because... That was, whatever mess. Happened that was just a mess up. Yeah. But also, just speaking of the gap, that gap feels ages. It does not feel like it's 17 seconds when you're oh there. When, the, when Lewis goes past you, it's that massive cheer and just the car that's going to zip past you. It, everything just dies down for a second. You're just like, not for a, obviously 20 seconds, I guess, yeah. but... It just feels so long until the next car comes past. It feels it's, like a full lap or it something. Literally, it feels the other way as well. Like when he was battling with Lando as well, that was a really good battle yeah. near the start. And around our seats, we saw like, obviously they slow down for the turns. So when you see Lando come up to the first turn that we saw, you see a bit of a gap and then Lewis comes. 
And then every lap, you notice that gap getting smaller and smaller and smaller and Louis getting closer. And then he finally gets the overtake. And then next time he comes around, he's way ahead. Like he's opened yeah, up. There's nobody else coming behind him. Yeah, exactly. He's gone past Lando like crazy. And then you see that again, when he was up. in front of the Ferraris, you saw that gap getting bigger and bigger and bigger until Ferrari switched positions and that slow pit stop. Then he came out behind the Ferraris, which was yeah a little bit disappointing. But um, that was always you do have that in the back of your head when the, with that gap that oh yeah there's a pit that's a pit stop he still needs to pit yeah that's always something that's gonna happen yeah yeah that's what they're trying to make it match that window that even if it does pit if it comes out nicely but yeah so even at that point it looked fine for Ferrari it looked like it was gonna be a one two but it just all went wrong with the safety car from their point of view I guess what you do you think? not from everybody in Ferrari, at Ferrari Carlos when they did say to him that you need to give like a, a Obviously, this I saw afterwards when they were saying to him behind the safety car that you need to give him a, a 10 car length or something. I thought, okay, so yeah. I didn't when, understand that part. 10 car lengths to what? So when the safety car came out, obviously you need to pit, right? That was like the strategy. I think there was only about 10 to 12 laps left. Yeah. So all the top six drivers, apart from Charles, pit. Because like you said, they were all separate teams yes. at that point. So they all pit for softs apart from Charles because I think Ferrari, they couldn't double stack at that point. It was either no, one so they said driver. they didn't want to lose position as well. It was Charles or Carlos that had to pit. And they chose, or I've read somewhere that the reason they chose Carlos was because Charles had fresher tyres. So they didn't want to risk him. They wanted to leave him on his hards because they were fresher than Carlos, than what Carlos had. So it would be better to change Carlos. But when they done that and they put him out, you heard the radio message. So I had the um, earpiece on and you could hear... I thought I was hearing things as well. Bonotto, I think it was saying, or the engineer to um, Carlos saying, we need to, the plan is to give Charles 10 car lengths space. Yeah. So basically they're asking Carlos to hold up everyone behind him for about, so Charles can get ahead by 10 car lengths and then race. So give him enough space because he's on older tyres and that way he might be able to win. So basically but, let him pass you first. No, he was in front. At oh, this he point, was, sorry, he was yes. in front. But they were saying to Carlos, just hold everyone up until Charles is 10 car lengths ahead of you. And that's when Carlos said, no, go. I really can't. It is and that thing. You that do want to kind of stick up for yourself at that point because they're not seeing the part where, even which Carlos did say, look, you're saying he's got pressure from everybody behind, but then look at Lewis right behind. He literally said, I Hamilton, I've got pressure point. from Hamilton. Yeah. I can't do this, guys. Like, no. It's not practical. Even if he wanted to, or he didn't say that message, I don't think it's practical. Lewis would have taken him. Yeah. Because Lewis was on fire that day. Lewis was not. Yeah, he was. He was going to take everyone. He was going to. Yeah. yeah, that was his home race, and he was going to make the most of it. Yeah, and he did. So, yeah, I think it was good that Carlos responded straight away, saying like, "That's yeah. unrealistic." Because I guess well, I think as Carlos, was, you can see it. You, it's so it's within reach. If you're always, it's like it's obviously for him. It, it the results were just what you couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, it's within reach, and then. With the team saying that to you, it would it disheartens you in a way for the next race or the next time. When is that next time going to be? How it's your first poll? Like I'm not there. even that. I think <laughs> I think Carlos would have done it. Like we've seen Bottas and Perez, like Bottas last season, Perez this season, have to do stuff like that. But yeah, I just it, think in this situation, it was just so unrealistic. It was. It not is possible. fine to do that. I, yeah. I, I'm not saying Carlos should never do that. It is fine to do that. It's just I feel like it wasn't the right race to do it at. I just think it wasn't possible. Like with the safety car, with them so close, even if he want, even if he said, yes, I will hold him up, he wouldn't have been able to. There's too many cars right behind you. Someone would have taken you. Yeah. yeah. And imagine more than like, one, if many of them more than two take you, that's it, you've lost your podium. Exactly. 
But then, fortunately, that didn't happen. So <laughs> that was just the best thing ever. And I was just so happy about that. I was like, oh my God, this is yeah. just like a dream come true that I was yet Silverstone and you just witnessed Carlos's first victory. Do you know, it was Carlos's 150th race. No, I didn't, I didn't know it. It worked out that so long. perfect. It's yeah. literally, even, obviously, it, it could have been sooner, but I guess it's just that much more perfect for me, I guess that for everyone who's <laughs> Carlos fan. It just, it's like, it's 150th race. Pole, first pole, first finish, first victory. Not first finish. <laughs> obviously, first victory. Yeah. I'm just stuttering a bit because I get excited. But I literally, <laughs> I, every time I've looked back at that, I'm just like, oh my God, how crazy is this? How wild is this? It's just dreams come no, true. No, it was ridiculous. That was his first pole and his first win yeah. on the same day as well. I was just happy yeah. with my dream coming true of just being there for Carlos's first victory. Yeah, so when that safety car finished, he took Charles pretty quickly and then ran away with it. He opened up that gap. But that's where it really got interesting from P2, 3 and 4 because it was Charles, Lewis and Checo fighting each other for the whole way. And that was crazy because Lewis, they were like so close to each other and Alonso was right behind as well. So those four cars were literally fighting for the last like 10 laps and that was like so good to see. And you could hear the reactions of everyone when Lewis done something. There was one point where um, Checo and Charles went a bit wide and Lewis just took them both. Yeah, and that was the yes. best atmosphere I've ever ever witnessed in my life. Like that was amazing. That was, I think it was that, it was that much better because you took two cars. Yeah, he took them like, both. It it's crazy. just so nice like that when they're fighting and he's like, "Okay, I'll just go past both of you." Yeah. <laughs> it was so, it was so <laughs> yeah, but then again, it just shows like how good Charles was with a broken wing, which I found it a bit weird. Like I don't know how bad it was for driving, but. Last race when Magnussen had a wing, they made the FIA made him come in and change his wing. They forced him to. His wing was sticking out. Magnussen his was, was a bit more dangerous, out. maybe. But yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. How, I like, didn't see how uh, how broken it was or how it looked broken. When, if you've seen the full car for Ferrari, for Charles, uh, okay, so it was just the right hand side part was off. Of was it wing. not there? Yeah, it was just okay because Magnussen was broken in the sense that it was sticking out. So if it touched the tire, it would have punctured somebody's tire. Okay, that makes sense then. Okay. Yeah. So Fair I guess enough. that's what I guess they look at it in a way that how dangerous is it it's right subjective. now? Yeah. It is definitely because was not happy job. with yeah. them changing it because he was thick, he was referring them to how Lewis had it broken once before and then and he was allowed to finish. Yeah. yeah. And then I just thought that was interesting that they Ferrari was allowed to finish as well. But going back to Charles with that broken car, like I think that happened really early when he hit Checo or when they touched. Yeah. Um, and that's when Checo had to pit really early to fix his damage but Charles was able to go on because when he pitted everybody thought well, what happened there because that was yeah. that was at the start of the race yeah at the start yeah. but that's really interesting now that I think of, think back to it so they hit each other they didn't pit Charles but Red Bull did pit Checo because probably they had to there was more damage that was really interesting because when Checo came out he was just in front of the Aston Martin yeah. and the Aston Martin was last and at that time, it looked like, yeah, it's the... It, it looked like his race was, yeah, It looked race. like he's not going to get a good position and it was not going to be a good finish for him. But he came back really strong. Yeah. And I guess that and shows... And if you compare it to... Charles was the Ferrari that he hit and he didn't pit. Yeah. So they let him stay out and he finished P4. But Checo took the pit stop, added extra time, had a lot of clean air for a big part of the race, done some great overtakes and ended up P2. Yeah, perfect. So it just shows the strategies, like... Red Bull are really good at strategies. Ferrari, maybe not so much. <laughs> I don't know we will that. get on to Ferrari. We can come to it now because <laughs> I feel like it's, it's that thing. The driver is, eventually it is going to make up because we, we saw that at Mercedes as well in Barcelona. 
Yeah. When we thought, oh yeah, Lewis is like Lewis was just so far behind the pack that it looked like because he it's got not hit really early from Magnussen, yeah, yeah. So he had to have a big, a big pit stop, yeah. to change the wing and everything. And at that time, it looked like yes, his race is he's not going to have a good position. Even he was saying, I don't think I'm going to get points. Yeah, and but he finished fifth. Exactly, and that was that. only because he had to give away his position at the end because there was a risk of DNF. So he would have yeah. got P four. Yeah, should we come to the Ferrari part? What, what have you got to say about Ferrari right now? Well, Ferrari, man, it was bittersweet because, like, obviously, we love Carlos. So happy for the pole. We like Charles as well. Yeah. Yeah, but I realised that as I was saying it, like, we're ignoring Charles, or I'm ignoring Charles a bit, but I don't want it to feel like that. I do like Charles as well, but obviously, because we met Carlos, we just love Carlos. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what it comes down to, sorry. Um, So, yeah, it was really nice to see his pole, see his win. But I don't know. It's just, it feels like, they could have done a lot better for Charles with strategy. Like, I understand keeping him behind Carlos was fine. Like, they wanted to give Carlos a good fair shot, which I'm all for that. That's good. Like, they don't have a second driver. Apparently. I feel like what's more slightly annoys people more, or what might come across as more annoying, is that it's not the first time it's happened with Charles. This is what I'm coming to, yeah. It's like they keep messing up Charles, and it's only so... How many more times can he take this before he starts to get annoyed but he did get annoyed but then i had the radio and there was like one point where when he was behind carlos and he said okay what do you want me to do guys it was not like tell him to move or let's do this like it was just talking to the team make a decision we've got to do something now and they decided to give carlos a delta to match and as long as he could match that delta they'll keep him in front but i think for like he was not reaching it for like a few laps Mm. and like Charles said it on his radio, he's like, this is just messing up my race. And I think you could say it probably did mess up his race because that's when um, Lewis was just pulling away, making up a bigger gap and it ended up costing him. I didn't hear all of that part, which I guess is because I didn't have the radio and I was just watching on the screen or just watching the parts in front of me. Yeah. But I guess when you say it like that, it does come across, they might, I don't know if it's messing him up, but I guess the team's looking at themselves, even though after Ferrari did come out and say, we didn't make no wrong decisions there. Yeah, but also saying that, even though we see it as though obviously Charles can win the championship, right? A few weeks ago, the team principal did come out and say it's not about winning the championship right now; it's just about winning right now, or something along those lines. What it was that it was that because obviously this is the first year that Ferrari after a few years that Ferrari obviously Ferrari has come into its competition with Red Bull and Mercedes. Which obviously they've done better than Mercedes, but it, it, they did. It, the team principal did come out and say something along the lines of, "We're not." It's just about challenging or something. It, yeah, it's about uh, being competitive. It is about yeah, literally this that it's about being more competitive rather than winning, being, uh, winning the championship. Rather, for, but for us, we see it as though Charles if you've is got capable. the chance, Charles is capable. Yeah, Charles you've got is capable. A capable I'd driver. love to see him. I'd love to see him become champion this year. You've got a capable car. Yeah. And I feel like you know what might be would be so much more interesting. If Charles becomes champion, then Max is number one that he has on his car goes. And imagine yeah, yeah, Charles yeah. says, I want a number one now. He should. Like, yeah, I'm, it, I'm just going to put it out there. If anyone wins the championship, you should have They should take one. the number one. Yeah, Why wouldn't you? That's the only chance you can ever have. It could be. It could be the only chance, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mean, it, it, that, oh, you're just going to be that champion for that one year. I mean, that's your chance of taking that number one because otherwise you can't be have a number one on your car. Yeah, you have to earn that number one. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. But I feel like Charles can. He still can. Especially when you look, I read today is something like Ferrari have had seven poles this season already. Red Bull have only had three. But for wins, race wins, Ferrari have only had three. So they've gone for seven poles to three wins. 
Yeah. And when you're on pole, you should be like in the best position. And most of the poles have been Charles, who's been clear. I think it's because of their reliability issues, because they, they're, they're DNFs as well. But I think Red Bull have had more DNFs. No, I mean from their pole position. They've had more... But Ferrari Has Ferrari had more DNFs from their pole position? Because I know Barcelona... Probably because they've been in pole so many more times. But yeah. that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just their reliability. DNFs are DNF, yeah. yeah. it is. I think Red Bull and Ferrari both had the same amount of DNFs. It's more the strategy. Like Monaco was complete strategy. Yeah. That messed them up. So it's just annoying and we're already halfway through the season there's still time there's a there lot of still time. time i there's think it's that thing because obviously with just how we saw obviously with max's car these things the issues will come up and then for, if charles can just get the victory or just finish in a really good on the podium as well and max doesn't finish on the podium then he has more chances of getting that much closer because right now i think he's about 30 something points off who um charles is from a charles for max oh i think he's 40 something still not 40, because um, 37, I think. I'm not sure exactly, because I, I I just calculated it, to be honest, in my head. But, 43. Yeah. He's 43, oh, 43 points behind. Yeah. So he's Checo 37 then? Checo is 34. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But that's a one f- victory, and then Max getting some a bad position. <laughs> to get the... For Charles? Yeah. No, it'll be two. You need two... No, just to get close. I mean, I'm saying not to get ahead in the championship, just to come close enough. Oh, yeah, to it be can like, be a big okay, swing. So a few, yeah, but and a swing just happens like that. It would be taking one of them. And I feel like if Charles gets... Today, an, I think Silverstone would have been a good chance for a swing. But because but Max I don't has think so, such I want, issues. <laughs> Carlos but, was... But Charles didn't yeah, I'm just happy with Carlos. Obviously, know. had Max won, that would have just taken him that much ahead. But then again, because we've got a few races to go still, quite a few races. It but does, we are coming up to... Red Bull, strong strong tracks. Yeah. So this was meant to be one of them, but obviously it didn't work. And luckily for Max, Charles didn't close the gap. But much. we're coming up. So maybe Checo could be a bigger challenge now. With yeah, cause he is, because it's the Red Bull, two Red Bull. But do you know how he is now? It's not two Red Bull drivers, two Ferraris, and then the Mercedes. Yeah. It's come like that in the championship table, which is yeah. good to see, because more it competition really nice. means more entertainment for us. Exactly. But yes. What happened to Max's car? Max's car... It was ridiculous because he was in the lead when he had the issue. And I think from the radio, I heard he said that he feels like he went over a curb and he's got a puncture or something's gone wrong. So it was lucky, actually, when it happened because he was right by the pit entry. So he made that decision quickly to go in and Red Bull reacted really quickly to do a good pit stop. And I think they confirmed it was a puncture. So they gave him hards. But when he came, because it was such an early point in the race, they gave him hards. But when he came out, he was still complaining. He was like, no, there's still something wrong with the car. And the engineers were checking. And I think that's when they confirmed. They were like, yeah, you've got bodywork damage. So there will be a performance loss. There's nothing you can do. It's not critical. So the the car will finish the race, but it's not going to be as fast as a Red Bull should be because it actually impacted their performance. So he was kind of fighting with like one hand tied behind his back. He was a sitting duck for a lot of the drivers that day because... No, it was clear. Like, it was that's no, not I'm, just I'm a just Red smiling because talking. I know. I know. I'm yeah. not. It, it, I'm not smiling because it was. Oh, you're just trying to defend him in some way. It's not the yeah. defense. Obviously, Red Bull is a far superior car. Red yeah. Bull has a far superior car to all, a lot of the other teams. But Checo showed that. Just the way seeing, do you know, just seeing Ocon come so close and then fighting like that. For that, you kind of wish everybody had a better car because yeah. it just shows that. Like, just it's so good just to see like even the drivers that wouldn't normally just take you. Just having a fight with you there, just and taking you 
but also Mick and Max were there as well. It's like, yeah, yeah, that went down. That was to that the was wire. crazy because literally, I feel like, was that Hass's upgrades or was that just because they were so DNFs and they got into a good position? It might be a bit of both, but obviously Hass didn't have upgrades for Silverstone. They had upgrades before Last Canada, race, and they yeah, so they had a great quality that day in Canada, and yeah. they were expecting double points finish, but they were really unlucky with Magnussen had to pit early because of his wing and then Schumacher didn't finish. Yeah, well, but yeah, I guess that, that followed through, through to this potential. race. Yeah, we see because the upgrades are showing that the upgrades are so good that they got their double it's going to be competition for the other people, other teams. Yeah. But yeah, that was really good to see Mick Schumacher finish as well. That was his first points in Formula One. Yeah, that was his no, first was... points. He got four points for yeah. finishing P8 just really ahead good, of Vettel yes. and then his teammate Magnussen obviously finishing up yeah. the points. But that was really good. Like you saw the celebrations that made. I did, yeah, we saw it after because after the race, obviously, when we did go um, to the main grandstands. Yeah, we went to the grandstands at the Hamilton stands. Uh, Hamilton uh, straight, sorry, Hamilton <laughs> stands. Um, yeah, because right, after, after the race, you can obviously go anywhere, and then because yeah. we decided we just want to go sit across from because the, there was a crowd on the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we was, were there for a little while. Yeah, know? we were there, but then it gets so packed that even if a driver was to come. You're not really gonna. You get to see him, but then it was, it was good just to have a better view from a few meters back. Yeah. Than to just be there getting pushed around. Yeah, because you get to see everything yeah. anyway. And then we saw, obviously all of a sudden you realize to it, you're right. The celebration at Haas. Yeah, because the garage, the Haas garage, was just further up from where Hamilton was. Yeah. So Hamilton, then there was the um, Alpha Tori. Yeah. Garages and then the Haas. Yeah. And then yeah, they were just celebrating there, and then it, the crowd was right there as well. It was nice. It was good to see that. Yeah. 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 But you know, at Barcelona, I feel like, because a lot of people after the race just leave because it was just a race. Yeah. But here, because it's there's so much other things going on, there's like parties. Such and a big, yeah. Con- so after like, the race, there was still stuff going on in the main stage. Everyone's going for like the concert yeah. side of things. Yeah. So many, there's still so many people there that the driver's still just going to come on the stage rather than you having a chance of running into a driver somewhere. Yeah. They don't just the leave the circuit after yeah. the race. Even if they do leave it, they leave in the helicopters or the motorhomes because yeah. the drivers here stay at the motorhomes and we are, obviously in Barcelona, they leave the track and they're just go to wherever they're living or they're staying yeah so here it's different because so it's less chance of running into a driver here but a lot of people do but it's if still you get like really early and you get to the right gate yeah where they come in they do sign a lot yeah. of stuff when they're walking into their entrance yeah that's it yeah but it's such a huge circuit you need to know where you're going get a yeah. map <laughs> <laughs> even though you have a map you still get lost <laughs> and it's it is so long that I think in Barcelona because we didn't go around a whole circuit or we didn't park our car we don't have cars to park and stuff we didn't have to walk so much around the circuit we just got dropped literally at the gate that we were walking in from yeah, and, then, and our stand was right there and the fans everything just happened to be there it was yeah. so perfect that like, oh that's not tiring at all it's just perfect but here it was like yeah <laughs> this is where you get the <laughs> get full your boots experience <laughs> and coming up next is Austria this weekend yeah. it's race week already you know, uh, now, because it's from home, right? We went to the race from home, right? It is physically, it is just Oh, yeah, so this is another point. You get yeah. knackered. Yeah, I was thinking as soon as I got home from Silverstone on Sunday night, we was literally just sleep, wake up Monday for work. And then Monday morning, I looked on Instagram and Red Bull Ring were already posting like, it's race week, Austria, yeah. like get ready for race week. And I was thinking, I've just woken up from Silverstone. I'm not even recovered from Silverstone. Yeah. And these drivers have got to go to another race. And that's what made me think, like, maybe the calendar is getting a bit too busy. It is, but I feel like it's that thing of 
that's what a lot of the drivers do you know first I thought you've flown somewhere obviously after the race they do leave on a Monday either if it's race most week, times yeah if it's race week either they go to the next uh, next where the next country where the race is or they go home for two days yeah which it's is not a lot of time I say home they go to Monaco for a couple of days like from Monday till Wednesday or, or wherever something. Yeah, or wherever think, they're going to go yeah. they just go do that part at first I thought why wouldn't you just stay where you were but it's that thing of you need to go live your life or you need to just you get to away from that you've just had a race and physically you just need to get yourself out of it to go to the next place especially like I saw on Albin and Jew's Instagram like they said they'll be back and ready for Austria like they just had a major crash like yeah. they haven't even got time to recover from that and they're going to be in a car again next weekend we said that, but I guess that says more about how the safety has been so good at the car. Yeah, just, I get it, but it's still a crash at the end of the day. It is, yeah. It doesn't matter it is how that, safe Because when you're there on the track again, the even next the race, if it's just after a few days. Porpoising is bad, right? It makes it hard for the next race. Imagine a crash, especially those two crashes. Yeah. But I guess at the next race, the practice and everything is still just to recover from it because that's the first time you're getting back on track Yeah, I just in the car with everybody else soon. there. I just think personally, like if I'm imagining myself, I know I'm not a Formula One driver or an athlete or anything, but it's a week after having a major crash like that. Like if you're ill, how much time do you take off work? People take sick. I don't take that much off. <laughs> but no, it's I that would. thing. That's a practice, the, the, the three practice sessions and qualifying and everything. So that it gives you that time to actually get back into it. Even though it's still there that you've just come off a major crash. But I would say probably that Friday, and this is a sprint race as well. There's a oh, sprint race for Austria. So there's even less time to recover because there's points on... One off of there. But it just shows, obviously, they're, obviously, they're safe, they're good, they're healthy. Yeah, they're safe, they're, they're good. They're going to have to race, obviously. Yeah. Like, I, know I don't know if it's in the sense that they have to race, but it's just good to know that, okay, nobody was hurt in a yeah. sense that it could have been so bad. Yeah. But, but yeah, I just think it's too... Even without the crashes, I'm just saying, I think it's too, too many races on the calendar. We'll see how it goes by the end of this year. It was supposed to be 23 this year as well with Russia. But that's been taken off, so that's an extra... I guess we say that, that's because it's the second we just come back from this race. If we're watching all the race from home, all of the calendar from home, you'd want there to be a race as many... I know, more. but that's exactly what I'm saying. Like Because we went to it and we experienced like how draining it is, imagine it for the drivers. They're not watching it from home. They've got to actually do all of this. Even the people setting up the paddocks and stuff, like they've got to close it off on Monday. And then it's race week already, they've got to go set up the next paddock. Yeah, It's just so tight. Like, There's no way of thinking about your teams. <laughs> exactly it's impressive but you need a break man you need a break yeah. and I think like 23 races yeah it sounds good on paper but would we complain if there was 20 races 18 races like, 18 I don't is too think, little I think 18 I think, is the ideal amount personally that's my that's my point I don't think so to be honest because 9 would be half then and then 9 would yeah. be halfway through the season 10 is literally halfway through the season for 20 yeah but then and that's 2 races so it has that much more it's that much better that much more options to choose from no I stick I stick I think 18 is my optimal number but then what would you take out oh I don't know what I'll take out I know there's a lot of talk about France being cut and Spa being cut potentially but I think I read that that's to replace it with South Africa and China so yeah, it's not really reducing. It's going to stay the same. It's staying the same. It's just that there's so many more options there that yeah. But there's go always to, like you so don't have countries. to have the same track every year. They could rotate the tracks maybe. As in timing of the tracks? Or? No, as in just like maybe one year they could use Turkey and not use it the next year. Obviously, the staples like Silverstone has to be there every year. 
but not every track. I say like you could swap some in and out. Yeah, that could be an option, but I guess that's where the teams come in and then they, they decide. Yeah, it will be that's the team's not decision, all calendars yeah. just announced from now that, okay, next year this is the calendar. Exactly, yeah. That's what they're still deciding on, depending on how all the talks and all the contracts go with them. Yeah, but obviously it comes down to team. If the teams are happy with it, then we're going to have 23, 24, 25, however many races they I want. I think 23 is really good. I think 24, 25 just adds that much on foot. Saying that, I would complain about it if I had to go... I not had to obviously it's not that oh, I'm not complaining I would not complain about it I would go to all the races if I could I yeah would, if you, you would could. not we would not be drained for that if you were flying to every other country mm, and did actually yeah no I think I would you would complain so yes <laughs> long <would> flights <laughs> imagine going Abu Dhabi Australia I don't mind as long as at the end you get to the race and you enjoy it you live it that's it that's what I need so if any of the teams are listening <laughs> I just want to put it out there now Thank you very much. I'd appreciate it if somebody could just invite us somewhere. Thank you. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if it actually isn't that draining. But yeah. yeah. I'd love to experience it at least once. Yeah, definitely. But not in a row. I think I don't think I can manage in a row. Yeah. So this brings us to the end of another exciting episode. Exciting weekend for us. Just... Yeah. I can't believe. I still can't believe we actually got to go to Silverstone. I do just want to put it out there. It was a last. It wasn't a, that much of a last minute decision, but it was I had me. It, I had it in my head. Like, do you know? Even last year, I thought I would want to go Silverstone, but then this year it just happened that, even though we decided, because I did say on the last episode that I'm not. I'm you're going. I'm not, probably not going. Yeah, but it just worked out so good that we just ended up going. Yeah, because it just worked out perfect. It was completely sold out, so I was very yeah. like. I was not hesitant. hoping to find tickets at all as yeah, well. Yeah, I thought we wouldn't be able to get tickets. But yeah, the stars lined up. Exactly. And it just it, it worked it was, out so well. It was perfect. But yes, thank you so much, guys, for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Well, we'll have a much more relaxing week. And we'll be able to watch the race at home, see everything on the screen and talk about Austria. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs>